Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. I believe our job as leaders in intimate wellness, as is the job of any player that is in the category, is first and foremost to help not only destigmatize, if you will, so not just to start from a negative, but actually to celebrate intimate wellness. Because when intimate wellness it's truly well, if you will. People have many more happy days in life and much less mental health problems. People connect better with themselves and with others. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofsetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. When I think about the years 2011 to 2019, when all of a sudden everyone could launch a brand by creating a Shopify site and buying ads on Facebook, you saw so many categories get disrupted by up and coming brands, fashion, beauty, oral care, apparel, glasses, glasses, food, mattresses. But one category that was very ripe for disruption and is perfect for e-commerce. Some might describe it as the sexual wellness category. Others are now talking about it as intimate wellness. But here's a category that has so much shame and stigma and cultural differences around it and is perfect for e-commerce because it's, it's fairly private. Yeah, I mean, that's why online porn took off so much and so well so early. But this isn't even that. This is like just living your best life. And being safe and being smart. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Maybe it was getting disrupted, but it wasn't becoming mainstream. And it wasn't something where you can kind of walk down the aisles of Walmart or Target and see things you might only see online. So online is that instinctive first place to go learn and get an education, maybe the kind of education your parents didn't give you. And what I also think is really interesting about the category, you have condoms and then you have lubricants, but a lot of these brands now are also sort of moving into electronic hardware, like vibrators. And that's also a different business model in itself. Plus it completely changes the way you think about 
shelf placement. You don't put that in the electronics section, you know what I'm saying? But if you're shopping online, people shop by keyword, they don't shop by aisle. A hundred percent. Well, who better to disrupt this category than one of the great modern day consumer product brand builders, our friend Olga, who is leading the Intimate Wellness Global Division at Reckon. She is marvelous. You love how she says the word marvelous. I do, I do. Well, on that note, let's bring Olga Osminkina Jones onto the show. Hey, Olga. Hey, Rachel, how are you today? Wonderful to be with you. And hello, Sarah. So nice to meet you finally. You as well. All great roads lead to Brave Commerce introduction. So happy to kick off this new friendship between the two of you. Olga, when I look at your resume, I mean, it's the best of the best. You got Procter & Gamble, Estee Lauder, Heineken, Danone, Beam, PepsiCo, where you and I met, and now Reckitt. You essentially have been at every place that a young marketer aspires to work at. The landscape has changed a lot, especially within the consumer brand space. You know, what do you believe are the most important skills of a modern day CPG brand marketer today? It's a great question, Rachel. First and foremost, I have to start by saying that I believe that modern brand building or brand building period needs to be the ultimate value creation lever for any consumer goods company, not just the communication function, but the value creation lever. I also have to say, and it's not going to sound predictable, especially coming from me, but I actually also do believe that the most important skill has been consistent ever since the creation of what we call marketing, which is that skill of understanding your consumer. Consumers are the people that we want to serve. We, in the end, want them to choose our brands and we want to change their lives meaningfully. So to understand them, one needs to see beyond the data points. I think we can all agree there is plenty of data out there today, but one needs to connect what those loads of data are to uncover meaningful insight. And I always love to ask my team to keep questioning. The best word in the world for me is the why. Why, 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 until we truly get to a nuanced understanding of what it is that can add value to our consumers. Now, you've mentioned that the context has changed, the landscape has shifted. And indeed, the landscape that today we operate in, I think nobody can argue is very, very different to that one of, let's say, 20 years ago. But you know, I'm not a huge fan of labeling, if you will, disciplines by the trends of the day. You know, a lot of times people ask, well, is there a digital marketer in the room? And to me, it's like an equivalent of 20 years ago saying, is there a TV marketer in the room? <laughs> you know, digital is... <laughs> Indeed, where are? Where are they? And actually, this us. <laughs> where are those people today? Hey, look, they're either marketers at this point are there an IT? It's one or the other. Here we go. <laughs> At the end of it all, you know, what really matters is, I believe myself, that what truly matters is that enhanced learning agility and hunger to stay current. Because at the end of the day, touch points will always shift. But it is the understanding of the tools, of the shifting tools that allows us to actually 
create unexpected and truly relevant ways to connect with our audiences, for the brand builders to connect their brands to their consumers. You know, what is most rewarding to me is that understanding of how the landscape evolves can often also lead to a shaping ways of connecting that also generate alternative revenue streams. Think of subscription. Think of the most recent hype of NFTs, which is really using blockchain as a utility. And the only time NFT type of marketing is successful when there is a utility attached. And often people are more than happy to pay for that utility. Now, listen, consumer remains the boss for sure, for me, <laughs> for, for I hope many people out there who are brand builders. However, there are many stakeholders to serve and to bring along. And most importantly, we need to keep making marketing viewed as a value creation lever, not as a cost center. You're preaching to the converted here. The difference between what's an investment and what's an expense as it relates to marketing is one of those CMO, CFO battles that happen on the day in and day out basis. I wanted to pick apart a little bit about what you said about data and just making sure that your data is actually like telling you something that makes sense, especially given you're now leading the intimate wellness division and you've shared that your number one business objective is getting new people into the category. Yeah. It's got to be very difficult to understand what is preventing consumers from entering the category because I'm guessing you're not able to get people to talk as comfortably about the topic. And maybe I'm just aging myself. I don't know. <laughs> but as you start looking for data points, how much of that is the said versus the unsaid? <laughs> and what is preventing consumers from entering that category? It is such a wonderful question. And I have to tell you, Sarah, that was one of the first questions I had top of mind when I joined Racket, when I took over the helm of what used to be called for us sexual well-being, and I later rebranded it into intimate wellness. And indeed, on the surface, and again, maybe I was also aging myself when I started, but it seemed to me that people won't want to talk about the subject. And what we've learned in reality was that it all depends in what setting, and it all depends with whom. And the trick was not so much not trusting the data, but finding ways to really get to safe space with consumers and uh, truly spending time with them, digging deep. But you know what is quite meaningful? You asked what is preventing them to enter into the category. And the biggest barrier is actually other people. People preventing people through stigma, through shame, and that stigma and shame is often spread wide, of course, through culture and society. And I believe our job as leaders in intimate wellness, as is the job of any player that is in the category, is first and foremost to help not only destigmatize, if you will, so not just to start from a negative, but actually to celebrate the intimate wellness. Because when intimate wellness it's truly well, if you will. People have many more happy days in life and much less mental health problems. People connect better with themselves and with others. 
Do you think that's too big a lift to get people to go from a stigma to saying, wow, this can really get you to a better mental health outcome? By the way, not that I disagree with you. I totally do agree with you. I remember that there were and very different than intimate wellness, but like bladder leakage. That was like a big hot topic. You know, I don't know, maybe it was like a decade ago where like nobody talked about it, but women in their 40s and 50s were suffering and it wasn't something that anybody wanted to talk about. But then once people started demystifying it, there wasn't anything good enough in the market. So it totally fell apart. Obviously, you can pay it off, but how do you bridge the gap from stigma to actually, like you said, I love that you rebranded this intimate wellness. It's so much more approachable. But how do you how do you get there? Well, here we go. You just said we need to make it more approachable. And truly, it's all started for me with the realization that the first day on the job, I had a hard time to be in some meetings and talk about certain subjects and just did not necessarily feel natural, especially, you know, with back then seven-year-old running in circles in the living room (laughs) during COVID. But very quickly, I realized that the moment you repeat certain words, the moment you start talking about a certain subject more than once, the moment you open yourself up in a room full of people to say, you know what? I talk about sex all day, every day. It's actually my job. You know, adding some humor and making yourself in a sense, vulnerable around others, all of a sudden brings walls down. It's the unsaid that creates the stigma. And as you rightly pointed out, it's a great thing for us to destigmatize this category, for us to celebrate this category, because people actually do understand that this category leads to more pleasure in life. This category leads to more self-fulfilling experiences. So the moment you bring down the walls, all of a sudden magic happens. And frankly, one of the strategies that we have adopted, not because we wanted to, but because we learned that's what consumer desire, we have adopted a strategy of building these brands no more like medicine, but actually as lifestyle proposition. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brain or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Here you are, you entered a category that first had stigma around it. 
Then you started to rebrand it to make it more approachable. Mm -hmm. And now you want to turn it into a lifestyle. That's it. Sounds amazing, but also (laughs) a long journey. How is it going? Simply marvelous. (laughs) It really is going simply marvelous. And the reason for that is because, again, I go back to your first question. What's most important is serving our audiences, serving our people who we want to connect with. You know what's interesting about this category, what we've learned actually by spending lots of time with 50,000 people around the world, and believe it or not. What we've learned is that sex and intimate wellness are actually very shared cultural phenomena. And lots of times people assume because of stigmas that exist, because of certain religious or cultural limitations that are out there, the relationship with intimate wellness would be very different depending on where you go. But actually, emotionally, people connect very similarly to this space. And that connection starts with the value systems and the outlook on life that people have. And of course, you know, there are different audiences. Somebody wants to be much more on the edge, you know, wants to have variety in life and in sex. And by the way, those two, we learned, are quite interconnected when it comes to audiences that we have uncovered. And that whole work really reminded me of my beauty days. You know, I spent half of my career in beauty, half in beverages. And it took me truly to my beauty days. And then, frankly, on a reflection, also to my beverage days, where the brand was always a gateway into the category, the first consideration point. Because for people, the brand represented their value system, their view of the world, their identity. If you will, they were badging themselves with a certain choice of a brand. And that's what the dynamic is, the desire for dynamic to be, I should say, in intimate wellness. It was not the reality up till recently where lots of brands were simply functional products, but it will be the reality moving forward. And we are very much committed to take charge and lead the way. I really like that. This uh, podcast is called Brave Commerce. We talk a lot about how different people buy products. E-commerce becomes a mechanism to buy when you're maybe not feeling as comfortable. I mean, I can certainly say it makes me much more comfortable to order stuff online than to walk up to, you know, at a CVS, especially in my local neighborhood where I bump into everybody and their mother or their daughter. (laughs) Either way, I don't want them to see what I'm buying. Uh And so e-commerce really does play a high role in this. So as you're thinking about the role in the adjacencies and things like that, and as you're trying to move against the stigma and into wellness, what role do you see e-commerce playing both to drive the category growth as well as your share? Sarah, look, you really gave a very personal example of how you feel shopping for the category and you are not alone. There are many people who feel this way. I feel like we're in therapy. <laughs> Olga, like help I me. hope I will be of service. I'm doing my best. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> hey, the way you say the word marvelous, all I want to do is just lean back and listen. So you just keep talking. Marvelous. Oh, love it. Here we go. 
it's interesting to draw parallels between, let's say, demand generation, channel dynamics, and what's been happening with the category and culture, and you know how brands had been built, have been built, and are going to be built. And there is a lot of parallels, probably not surprisingly. First of all, in the earlier days, and earlier days I'm talking about up to COVID, right? Because of stigma, online, of course, was top of the list in terms of channel importance to the category, because it is quite a discrete channel. And indeed, discretion allowed people not just buy products, but actually also learn about them, you know, ask questions to Mr. Google that they were afraid to ask elsewhere. That was the dynamic. What is, however, interesting, if you look back about two years ago, and if you were to look into forecasts of what is the future of channel importance in this category, the forecast models would often tell you that five years from now, actually brick and mortar would become even less relevant to this category than they were uh, already. And they were already just about 35% of the total uh, addressable market. However, like everything, you can always change the direction of travel. You can always rewrite the future. You can make the future what you want it to be. And a lot of the customers that we know, um, because of observing how cultural dynamics are shifting, how people see more and more of much more open behavior in pop culture. Think of what we've done with little Nas X end of last year when he smacked Durex into the camera in one of his biggest music video releases that generated multiple millions of views. You can't pay for a placement like that. Here we go. Because he felt it. He really wanted to promote that self-acceptance. And that's what Durex is all about now as a brand. is about unleashing your power to be a true sexual self. So true to Little Nas X, among other wonderful cultural icons we are collaborating with. So customers observed it and they're observing it and they're becoming equally more and more open to have the conversation and to play their role in the destigmatization of where this category is going. So I'm actually willing to predict that the forecast that brick and mortar will become irrelevant will be less so. But what is going to become most important is that consumer journey, that omni-channel approach is truly interconnected. And people can learn about this category online, can connect with the products, can maybe buy into subscription when they already know what it is they want. But equally, when they're in a hurry or they want to just explore and they happen to be in a brick and mortar store, they're equally able to shop this category like they would with any other wellness business, any other wellness brands. And we are moving there. I don't know how long ago you visited Target or Walmart, but you come to the shelves and you finally see brands like ourselves and many insurgents really redefining that it is acceptable to have vibrators as a shelf block. And that's okay. And the more it will keep happening, 
the more destigmatized the category will be. Women will be happy. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Lots of happiness. <laughs> Here's the thing. Well, you just need to rebrand the aisle is what you need to do. This is just the happiness aisle. Absolutely. It's part of it. Could not agree more. It's absolutely a part of it, which was also one of the reasons for us, sexual well-being became intimate wellness. Such an easier way to open up a conversation. It's a great point. I did love your idea of turning that into, and you kind of just glossed over it, but I think it's a phenomenal insight, the idea of making it more of a subscription model. Once you find what you like, mm -hmm. why is that any different of a recurring business model than the way the diverse subscription model works, the way the coffee subscription model works, pet like any of these kinds of things that do so well on e-com or subscribe and save. I mean, man, you can have a lot of fun with that. Absolutely. Easiest example, think about condoms. So many people falling out of the category and stop using it after one experience because they believe it's a painful and uncomfortable experience to engage with. But the reason the experience is so horrible for them is because they have a wrong feet of condom in most of the cases. Imagine if someone can come to a digital destination, which now they can do with Durex, and actually understand what fit is the right fit for them, and that actually fit, not size, matters for great sex. And then be able to just keep replenishing their supply of right feet of Durex condoms. Win, win, win. <laughs> well, Olga, this whole conversation was, was brave for the CPG boardroom, <laughs> but what is the bravest thing that you've ever done? Hmm. I would have to uh, give you an answer that in a bizarre way, I think connects to this whole discussion we just had. And for me, that bravest thing is truly accepting who I am. You know, leaning into my vulnerabilities and uh, be open about them, knowing where I need help, but equally celebrating my strengths and positioning myself in a way that I can mostly operate out of my strengths. I think that self-acceptance was a massive enabler of many, many different things in my life, whether in my personal life or my professional life. And, you know, sometimes when I do feel like something is off and I might be off center, I have to remind myself that I must be doubting who I am inside. And, and that reminder usually helps me get back on the horse and just accept that that's just me and such is life. Not only do we accept you, we love you <laughs> and we appreciate your time on the show and Everyone should be watching the work that Olga's doing and watching this category because yeah, it's certainly being disrupted right now. Thank you, ladies. It was such a pleasure to spend some time together and can't wait to see you in person, hopefully soon. Such a fascinating discussion with Olga. I think the biggest takeaway is that to succeed in modern day brand building, you have to figure out a way to stay connected to the customer. And it's amazing someone in Olga's position who's overseeing this entire division from a global landscape can deeply understand consumer pain points, which in this category has a lot to do with cultural stigmas and shame. If you're interested in this category, 
We got another episode for you that we recorded in summer of 2022. Cindy Gallup from Make Love, Not Porn on Breaking Down Perception Barriers. Great episode to listen to if you're interested in this overall intimate wellness category. And please share this episode with a friend, write a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. We welcome all of your support and feedback. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of Truth, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice, meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcast. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.